This is How to Japan, and today we're talking about camping. I'm here with my co-host, George. How are you today, Why have you got your NPR voice on? Because I thought it would be fun to do. How are you, George? How are you feeling? You've you've put me in a state of relaxation. (laughs) I'm glad to And also, you've helped uh, bring forth my progressive values. Yeah. And, uh, and, And you fully awoken me to the trials and tribulations of our times. I'm sorry to have... The political inequities Mm. that we're facing as a culture. I know that when when I talk in this voice that I I, want to evoke certain emotions, but when I hear trials and tribulations, it stirs a kind of level of anxiety in me that I'm causing harm in in your world, your bubble, and I don't want to... I don't want to do that. I don't want to burst anything. I have psychosomatic trauma from you even mentioning, evoking these kinds of emotions as if you're mentally raping me in s- at, at some level. I want to try to figure you've out... Got me, you've got me over, you got me over a counter, bent over, and you're having your way with me. I want to see how you've I can really, backpedal my a, a way out of this it. and try to move away from being litigated in a mental police state. I, I feel as though my <laughs> desire... It's not in one where I want to put you up against a counter. Rather, I want to put you in a in a nice, safe space. <laughs> I I value my safe space, and I'm glad that you recognize that I value my safe space. Okay. And if you're okay, we are in a we're in a position right now. We we're on the same page now. Yeah, I think we are. And now that you're okay. I'm okay. And I hope that okay. si- since I'm okay, you're okay. Is that okay? That's right. Okay, that's yeah, nice. That is, that's perfect. Okay, well... Sympatico. You, you know, the, the, the reason why I think you're talking in an NPR voice yeah. and, and I'm trying to mirror your uh, tone, uh-huh. inflection, yes. is because we've heard ourselves talk on some podcasts yes. and we do sometimes sound like we're NPR. Uh, what people from outside of America may not know what NPR is, maybe you'd like to enlighten them. NPR is the national public uh, radio system in America that is partially funded by the U.S. government and generally has progressive views uh, about politics, culture, and entertainment. I see. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for elucidating the, res- the NPR uh, system, which I believe many other listeners from outside of America may not be familiar with, but... I'm glad you brought them up to speed, and I certainly hope that we're not going to continue the whole podcast talking in this voice, because uh, it's making me a little bit sleepy. Yes, well, the the only way to get outside of speaking like this is to break boundaries, and so the boundary okay. what we're about to break is going into the topic of today, which is camping. Okay. Give me your okay. Yes, give me your real feelings about camping. I fucking hate camping. Ooh, we've stepped out of that. With a vengeance. I fucking hate it. I think, I don't know if I'm in the minority. In fact, I haven't looked at studies of like who fucking likes camping, who doesn't. But I think it's one of those questions where you you just have to take it on faith that you're in a legitimate camp. Forgive the pun. But I think I'm in the camp of uh, the minority. I think maybe you're in the majority. I think many people do like camping. Yeah, I just fail to see the... Uh, benefit in going out, spending any amount of time 
and the wilderness whereby we've got shelter now. I've just never really liked it. You know, mm. growing up in New Zealand, I, I, I fucking dreaded going camping with family. I couldn't wait to get back home. I couldn't wait to return every time. Right. It was maybe just bio, biological, genetic. I don't know. I don't know why I've had this maybe deep seated hatred for it. You weren't get your needs weren't being met in the wilderness. You know what? I guess I'm an outlier because I know evolutionarily speaking. Well, not even evolutionarily speaking. I think now people. Uh, I think there's been research done that the more outside we get vitamin D, the more we're able to fend for ourselves, we're able to hunt, we're able to go fishing, we're able to spend time outdoors or look at greenery. That really does our biology uh, a great benefit. We really get charged being outside. Right. And, and I, I, I do get that. I, I do go to the park every once in a while, mm -hmm. and I do take off my shoes, and I get my feet planted on the ground, on the soil. I get, um, yeah, that is a grounding, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm... And I do feel pretty good, but I just didn't, wouldn't want to fucking spend any extended period of time like staying out in a fucking tent outside. I just don't see the right. inherent value in doing that. But um, I think well, did, people who do yeah. that, though, I'm not going to take away anything about from people who do love it. Hmm. Well, how many days like did you have like multiple day camping trips? Oh, it was like two or three days. Two or three days. Okay. And where would you go? Would you go like uh, you get in a car and you go somewhere and then you go deep into the park or how would it work? Uh, it would be near a beach. It was usually around, yeah, the, uh, it was at a beach, at a camping site. We would eat fish that was taken from the ocean. <laughs> taken from the ocean like like uh what's that movie taken who's that Liam neeson style i will find you <laughs> i will find you fish it's like fish with a bed vendetta <laughs> i will find you and i will hunt your family until i find my fish yeah whatever whatever you dumb fish get in my belly <laughs> i know i must anger Many people who do love camping. I mean, and, and just to let people know that you do, uh, Jerry loves. He loves the outdoors, loves camping. He loves camping. And along with many other of my friends in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, I've got an Australian friend. He was suffering from cabin fever during the lockdown because he couldn't travel anywhere. Mm -hmm. And only just recently, this year, he was able to go snowboarding by himself. And then he went to a resort, uh, some kind of resort with his family. Um, so that's kind of helped him regain some sense of normalcy. But uh, but there are people like you who do crave that uh, being in being out being in the outdoors. Yeah, it's a way for you to rebalance yourself uh, some way. But uh, but I've never had that draw or the the connection or the the tug. You know mm -hmm. the tug yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure you have along right. with my friend. Yeah. you just you, you can't wait to get the fuck outside. And, right. and I don't have that. I'd rather just go outside and play touch rugby that's my idea of an outing mm -hmm. is going out and playing team sports right. and then going to a bar right. or having a drink outside right. yeah having a drink in a park is fine right. that's great and then coming home and uh that's that's me that's my outing right but i couldn't i couldn't imagine spending any extended period of time we got to make a campfire We've got to fucking go through this rigmarole of fucking, uh, what do you call it? Pin What's the term for putting up a tent? Yeah, you can just pitching, pitching, pitching a tent. A tent. Yeah. I don't even know the terminology. So you, you've got to go, go through this fucking ordeal. And in some cases, you've actually got to pay for the fucking pleasure of even doing that right. for these sites. And it just seems so asinine to me. 
Well, you know, please tell me. Well, what do you like? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what are you going to say? Oh, yeah. Well, to, to put it in, into perspective regarding on the Japanese side is that in Japan, you know, you have these places where you can put up tents, but compared to,、uh, you know, your country or America, you're dealing with a much smaller area. You're dealing with、uh, an area that's probably. One third of the, the、uh, available space to, of other countries,、right. because、yeah. so much of the country is mountainous that it, it's really hard、right. to really hard to find. So、uh, I don't know why it's it was, like treasured, treasured、uh, space. Yeah,、um, yeah, highly valued. So I can understand why you'd have to pay. Yeah, you, to go out and pitch a tent. There, there are places, and then take your take your shit with you some place. Yeah, you got to take your shit with you, literally. Yeah. There's um well you you were asked me why I like camping, yes yeah, well the outdoors I think you know here's the here's the thing with me okay so in your in your case you your family kind of promoted the outdoors you, they took you、uh, camping and you're in a very beautiful country when you're a child and there's all kinds of resources for you to appreciate the outdoors but it didn't. It、I couldn't wait to come home you, and play video yeah, games、right. and watch a movie. So there, there's something <laughs> that you know I I have a similar background in the sense that my when I was a kid my mom sometimes would just take me and my friends camping and we went for like a week somewhere or we'd go three or four days somewhere and then my dad would come and visit us while because、uh, he had to work and he would come and visit us sometimes at the campsite and then I had Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts or whatever and. I I don't think that that really can rationalize why I like camping because if we compare both of our stories together, you had similar experiences that I did. So I can't say that my experiences are the ones which influenced me, but I can take it back to when I was 11 years old, and I went to Disney World for the first time. Now taking a trip to Disney World. When you're 11 years old in Pennsylvania, that means getting in a car and driving eight. That's in Florida. Yeah, that's in Florida.、Mm. Yeah, so when you get in a car in Pennsylvania and drive to Florida, that's 18 hours. So、mm. 18 hours to get to Disney World and all this built-up anticipation getting there, and I was completely unimpressed. I was like, "This is." I don't know what this is fake. It's plastic. I don't understand why anyone would like this place. I'm 11 years、wow. old, and I'm saying this.、Mm. I was completely disappointed. Did you meet Mickey? I met Mickey. I met the other dolls. You know, I met.、Uh, what do you mean the dolls? I, Which ones? What are you talking about? Well, you know the dolls, the tall dolls. dolls. They walk around and say hello. Ah,、oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They're not. They're not called dolls. I know. I just don't have very good wide like, vocabulary.、Um, Life life-sized、uh, moving characters of or, or reinterpretations of the <laughs> animated <laughs> animated、uh, characters. Yeah. See now, <laughs> that night. So now I just completely <laughs> threw you off. You probably know the word, but then my I don't, I don't forgot the word. Just completely threw you off. You can't say it anymore. It's like you screw. I screwed like your costumes.、Brain. Costumes. Yeah. Well, like costumes. People、uh, in costumes. Performers. But not costume. You don't call. Oh, there's a costume of Mickey Mouse. It's like that's Mickey Mouse. That's、uh, like a mascot or whatever. I can't even. Think yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like I saw all that stuff, and、uh, sorry, bumped my mic there.、Uh, saw all that stuff, and 
I was not I was not interested in it. But three days later, we went to the Everglades in southern Florida, and I was completely amazed. It's this giant marsh with alligators, and we were on airboats, and we were cruising through the Everglades, and you know. Wait, don't they have the Jungle Cruise in Disney World? Surely you could see the same thing. But it, it's fake. Disney World. It just doesn't. No, seem... it's not fake. It's real. It's real. Like it's a real cruise. But it's not. It's a yeah. I understand. It's a real cruise. But everything <laughs> is. Everything is manufactured. By humans. Mm. Okay. So uh, the the manu- no, but it's not all manufactured because I remember a kid getting eaten by a crocodile. Do you remember that? Or was it an alligator or a crocodile? A, a kid got eaten in Disney World. So it's not that fake. Okay. I'll give you that. You can get eaten by alligators <laughs> in Disney World. But does that make it better than the Everglades? I don't think so. <laughs> like so like, Everglades has alligators and crocodiles. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. So Oh, okay. Yeah, so they and they're in their natural habitat and you you get this it was this incredible feeling like I was somewhere in the wild. Even though it's a national park. I mean, all things considered, there's people taking care of it. There's, you know, there's a, we're on, we're on an airboat for crying out loud, but it's like one of those mm. giant, those boats with the, the, uh, the, the, the water's too shallow. So you have to mm, have mm. the wind, the, the uh, motor above board. And then you have this giant fan in the back is fan back fan boats. And they just propel you forward through this quietly propelling you forward through the Everglades and seeing all the, the places where the alligators are and, and then this was during the same trip that you went to Disney Disney World. Disney World. Yeah. And so so you went after after Disney World you went to the Everglades. Yeah. And I remember the Everglades with fondness and just Disney World. I just thought I my memory is I really liked the hotel. Didn't think much of Disney World. Wow. Oh, that's because you probably didn't watch many Disney movies growing up. I watched all kinds. I wanted to go oh, really? to Disney World. <laughs> My whole, you know, this like, there's magic in Disney World. It's magic. Mm. You know, like. Guess you didn't find any magic I there. did not find any magic. <laughs> there was no magic. I was so disappointed. And. The Everglades, that housed all the magic. That, that was where the magic for. was for me. And so, Why? I can't say, you know, it's just something in you that you, you like something more than something else. It's like, essentially, I could say, well, my dad taught me about, you know, uh, the Boy Scouts when he was a kid and he went camping, how to make a campfire and all this kind of stuff. But I can't mm. really say that's the reason why, because if we look at your story, you have a similar story. Your family went out, you mm. went camping, but you couldn't wait to go home. For me, right. I wanted to stay longer. Why? I don't fucking mm. know. You know, it's just something in you that makes you want to be in nature. Uh, maybe we're both adopted. Yeah, could be. Maybe, maybe we got different parents. And uh, I don't know your parents. Do your parents? Um, do they? Did they have like an affinity for Disney World, or they were just doing it for your benefit? Uh, well, we had family down there. We had grandparents and stuff like that. So that was the the main reason was to go see grandparents before they passed oh, away. I see. Like I had great grandmother yeah. who was like ninety three years old. So that was uh, mm. that was pretty amazing to me. Um, so you know, there's various reasons why we just made a whole trip about it for it, and so. When I think about why I like camping, it's just like I enjoy being outside. I like all this stuff, like all the stereotypical things I could say, right? 
but it's not it doesn't mm. really explain why yeah yeah i can't really say why yeah yeah you're, you're either i guess you're built for it or you're not yeah. you you have it inside you or you don't yeah so the, you feel electrified right every time you're out like in the everglades you found you you found this connection which i never had right right when i see outdoors. new trees i'm like wow look at those trees like, what do you mean new trees? New trees that I've never seen before. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> they all look the same to me. That's right. The so they all look about? the same to you. But I see all kinds of different varieties of trees and the different wow. dark, dark green and light green leaves. Oh, I'm and sorry. The wind, Jane Goodall. Yeah, like I'm wind. To here. Yeah, wind Jesus. blowing. <laughs> I, I just, I just love the feeling and look of uh, uh, of the forest. It's such a, yeah. a wonderful feeling. And also, it brings me back. You know, I, I live near mountains now, and I can go trail running in the woods. And it always reminds me. It's a, a little bit silly. But when I was a kid, and I, I loved, uh, you know, action movies like Rambo and stuff like that. And he was always in the forest running around. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. that You get that feeling. And it's stupid. It's silly. But... You get that feeling I mean, like you. I never ever. Th- I never ever thought about that when I watched Rambo. <laughs> I just thought it was cool seeing this like this guy come back and just lay waste to this fucking town. Hey, he got his knife That's out. What I like, like, it was you're looking at the foliage <laughs> behind him. <laughs> he was like getting dirty and like there was mud and like he was taking uh, tree branches and cutting them into spikes and shit and making wow. little traps and I was like, oh, that's fucking yeah. cool looking. Oh, like Predator. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, even like less so for me, less so for me for Predator, but I understand where you're coming from with that. But, you know. Mm. so Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he made traps. Yeah, yeah. He made traps too. So like traps and like secret tunnels and all kinds of shit. It's like wild. Like I love, I love that kind of stuff. Um, mm. So, the you know, in my earliest memories uh, of movies are like uh, Treasure Island. You know, the, the shipwreck. Mm. You know, they go in the Dis- that's oh, like Gilligan's Disney Island. movie. Yeah, it's Gilligan's Island. Fuck yeah, man. Every day uh, during the summers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not my favorite show. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Although, oh, yeah. I, I guess it is a biological genetic affinity for something, which you can't quite explain. You can't quite put your finger on, but you do know. Mm-hmm. You do know when you're in, when you're captured by it. Right. I grew up... Um, reading a lot of books on robotics Mm -hmm. everything everything i get my hands on i don't know where that fucking came from right but i was obsessed obsessed with robots right and my my parents couldn't find enough fucking robot robotics books to fucking give me right and we started to get into academic material which i couldn't really understand but i would still look at the pages and try to try to understand them and Mm. that came out of the blue where the fuck did that came that come from right right so while i'm interested in robotics you're you're off in the fucking everglades right yeah i want to see what the everglades (laughs) look at looking at trees yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love palm trees i like the fronds i like i like you know those uh flowery trees like the the fuji like the wisteria trees and the the i you know it reminds me of is like guys who love you know they're, they're people like guys who love fucking cars I'm not, I've never been a car guy, mm-hmm. but m- many many guys are drawn to that. Right, engines. Right to I don't know the power, horsepower and and car. You know the the type of cars, the brands, and the going like buying car magazines, admiring different. I can't. I don't even have the terminology to right. be able to describe what 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 they love about it. But but that's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. 
there there's certain there's something that that catches your eye and you want you want to learn more about it you want to do something with it yeah and i think that's that's the the main thing that you you get caught up in stuff so when you were yeah. in the Everglades, yeah. you, you you just said that you want to do something with it. What did you want to do with the Everglades? I wanted to explore it. Ah, okay. I wanted to see more of it. I wanted to really capture a feeling in within me, and I, it's something that really I, I keep within me from this day. You know, forty year, thirty five years later, I'm still thinking. I still think of it occasionally. You know, this place that we went to that uh is just so far in the middle of nowhere i you know and it's another thing i I really like corners places where it's like so far away from everything else it it really Mm. captures me i I like that it makes me feel you should go to you should go to antarctica then well i should antarctica yeah i i mean i i i think that that to me there there's certain limits for me I think okay. Antarctica maybe is not my cup of tea. Also, like I think I appreciate Everest, but I don't want to climb mm. it. Right, right. I I don't really feel a, an affinity for it. I think it's beautiful, and I'd like to maybe hike lower mountains just to see it, to go to Himalayas and see it. But I don't want to climb it because, well, mm. most people die doing it yeah, uh, yeah so i don't want to do that I, I, I would go there and just uh maybe talk to a, one of those Sherpas, sharpers yeah maybe yeah. have a drink with a sharper yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that would be my experience i think yeah I think go that's to the village enough. talk to talk to some locals oh, that's enough for me right you you said that you were you were there in the everglades and you were admiring trees mm-hmm. what about the what about other wildlife like alligators oh yeah of course yeah the alligators were you Amazing. never mentioned. You never mentioned them. You oh, just talk about trees. So there's alligators there. Yeah. So there's no, alligators. but you never admired them. I admired you admire them? them. I said, "Come to my house. I want to, I want to learn about your lifestyle." I said, "You know." So uh, I one alligator. You're talking like the count. <laughs> <laughs> one alligator. Two alligators. Look, there's a third one over there. Uh, one funny thing that actually happened. That's like kind of stereotypical of uh, American, like uh, America, I think. It was kind of funny. We were on this tram car thing going through the Everglades. There was one paved throughway through this riverish place, and the, it stopped somewhere, and the tour guide was uh, asking, okay, well, mostly Americans here. Are there any people from any other countries? Please raise your hand. And so somebody raised their hand, and it's okay, yeah, where are you guys from? Oh, we're from Canada. And he said, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Why? What? It's a different country. <laughs> <laughs> that is so like, that is like the most arrogant American thing that wow. an American could say to a Canadian. That would be like, That's what why Canadians asshole. don't like America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're there on a trip, probably fucking using their life savings for this trip as well. Never been to America and they want to spend the time with the Everglades. And this fucker just uh, made, <laughs> reminds them of like why they're not they didn't decide to live in America. What a prick! Well, as an eleven-year-old, I didn't. It didn't really hit me. It was like, oh, I, I, I didn't know it yeah. didn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, wow. as an adult, uh, that's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. As as an American growing up, just like looking down upon fucking uh, uh, Canadians with derision. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's another thing. That's like uh, another thing. Like that could have some people would say, and that and that's the day that I loathe Canada. But well, that's the day not... <laughs> that I became a racist, or yeah. that's the day. <laughs> oh, that's the, uh, that's the day where I joined the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> I was like, he's right. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. it didn't hit no, it me. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't hit me that way. It was just, you know, oh, okay. You know, so th- your experiences don't necessarily shape what you like. Your experiences can then inform you on what you like and what you don't mm, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Uh, that's why you always talk about uh, exposing yourself to as many experiences as possible when you're young. Right. To find that one thing that right. stokes the fire within you, right? Yeah. The passion or whatever. So... I guess we should move into <laughs> camping in Japan. Well, we're, we're a podcast. Remind me again. What, what are we? What's a podcast about again? I think. What's we're, the name we're of our podcast? About Japan. How is it about Japan? the Everglades? Yeah. Is it the the, the how to Everglades podcast? <laughs> it's about admiring the Everglades without saying much. It's about, about it's about it. like a, how much I hate Disney World uh, podcast. So okay, all right. So let, let's go into. Types of camping to be had in Japan. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah let's so, do it. All right. So uh, the 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 one. So, so now now we are talking at the audience who loves camping. Yes, right? yes, and hasn't been to Japan. What are the ones who don't like camping so much? Can, do you think you'd be able to convince them or not? Well, I think it might be interesting to them to know actually the different kind of situations that you can get yourself into. Okay. camping. Mm. So the first one that might be pretty interesting to people is. You know the the multi day hiking camping experience in Japan. Mm. So, oh, so you've got to you've got to enjoy hiking too. Yeah, yeah, you got to do the hiking. So thing. now now you're adding on something to it. Okay, well I, this is the first <laughs> bullet point I have. I that's, a, that's another thing I hate is hiking. Yeah. So now you've got like camping that I hate. And now you want to <laughs> add you want to add hiking onto that. Yeah. So now you've lost how much of the audience now? Yeah. Okay. So okay, let's put that to one side. Okay. People who okay, let's imagine people love hiking. Okay. And they love camping. So okay, go on. Here, I think I'm going to blow your mind with some of the prices of these things anyway. So All okay, right. there's a plate. There's areas of Japan. They're called the Alps. They're they. It's not Europe. It's just what I, they're called because it reminds some people of the European Alps. And there's the who, who named it that? I, I can't remember. Uh, you, mm. I guess I could look it up, and then we can edit. Nah, this don't part. worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't worry about it. So anyway, uh, there's there's the Northern Alps, which are closer to Tokyo. No, wait, the Northern Alps are farther away from Tokyo and the Southern Alps are closer yeah. to Tokyo. Anyway, both yeah. of these Alps areas have extensive hut network. And this, these are huts that are, you're going above the 2,000 meter elevation areas. Okay. And these huts are, are of, of varying levels of quality. So okay. when you go to a hut, you might be imagining some place nestled in a mountain uh, with a little stream and all that kind of stuff. And that, that might exist, but the hut can house hundreds of people. Wow. And so... How big is a hut, typically? Uh, a hut, you imagine like a like a typical house if you're walking down the street. Put three of those together and you got yourself a hut. Mm. And within okay. the hut, it's usually tall ceiling 
and there's a little area for like a like a little cafeteria type of place and in the in the northern alps and the southern alps you'll have usually like a, a, a like a kiosk within the hut where you can buy a bento like a lunch and they'll they'll also serve dinner and breakfast as well mm. and so that sounds kind of nice but everyone's pretty much eating the same food which i mean you can't you beggars can't be choosers but the sleeping conditions are usually it's like a flat a long flat board kind of a little bit elevated off the floor long flat board and there's no divisions there's no dividing line between where you sleep it's just all everyone's sleeping on this long flat floor that goes maybe 20 or 30 meters and on either side of the aisle there would be these long flat boards and people on the busy seasons you are sleeping shoulder to shoulder with somebody else yeah that sounds like the great outdoors to me <laughs> so now here here i'm going to blow your mind with the 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 cost of sleeping on a flat board in a hut at 2000 meters above sea level yeah 6000 yen for one night wow 6000 yen for one night 60 american dollars 60 american dollars for one night and if you want lunch and dinner or dinner and breakfast it'll be another 2000 yen so most people spend about 8000 yen for a hut Per okay. night. So 80, 80, now, bucks these, to, to, 80 bucks to be right next to some strangers in a hut on the floor on cold wood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of food are we talking about? We're talking about cup ramen. We're ca- talking about... Oh, okay. About, yeah. Cup ramen. Cur- okay. Curry. So that's about 100 now, yen. Now that, that's, you can buy that at the kiosk, but then there might have more hot meals like curry rice. Uh, in mm. the morning, you might get like some fish. Or you might get something like an omelet. Who's, who's making uh, that? With rice and miso soup and things like that. So Who, who's making uh, it? The, uh, the I guess the people, the staff people in the in the hut. Okay. So that though that exists, and then outside of the hut, there's usually a an area where you can put up your tent. And uh, mm. but when you get up to about three thousand meters, most people don't want to carry so much stuff. So they're going to end up using the hut. But there are people mm. with really lightweight gear and then they can go out and they pitch their tents what about up. What about if I've got uh, a few extra yen? Can mm-hmm. I maybe hire one of the staff to carry my equipment, carry carry stuff for me? Uh, you, you're probably going to have to do that ahead of time and pay someone down at the foot of the mountain. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't like know a Japanese if anyone's going to go off. Because there's not a lot of staff people. So that's oh, probably really? not going to happen. Mm. So that that kind of uh, that's that one type of experience. Now, what it's a vast network. Like you can basically hike. You could probably hike for ten straight days in the in the northern Alps, just using going hut to hut. Mm. And in the southern, where, Alps, where, where's the prefecture of the northern? The northern ones Alps? are north, like in Nagano. Okay, Nagano prefecture. Uh, I th- a Gifu prefecture, I think, is part of the Alps. I could be wrong. Uh, so, and then when you go south, you're getting close to uh, Gunma prefecture mm. uh, and Yamanashi prefecture. So those mm. are the prefectures. Why, where why would anybody want to go 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 to these Alps? 
What's well, so special about them? Well, the, if the you're a foreigner is, coming to Japan for the first time and you love camping and hiking, does this like a uh, scratch that itch? It's a yeah, it's an alpine experience. You're definitely in higher elevations. And you're going to see different types, as I mentioned, different types of trees. And you're going to see in the summertime, most of the time, if you get up to 3,000 meter elevation, you're going to still see snow. Mm. So, And you'll be able to have the experience of walking in shorts on snow because it's wow. it, the weather is still hot. It's, uh, it's summer. Yeah. But the snow, like there's still these snow drifts that exist. Mm. And also you'll have these like snow-made ponds that are yeah. that are spotted from time to time and you can actually see i climbed uh the second highest peak in japan a long time ago kitadake and i remember what really struck me was that i could see where the snow was frozen and the line where it started to melt and form a stream mm. so that wow. to me was very impressive what's I, the best time of year i would say when you're up in those high ele- elevation areas uh from july maybe early july to early september that's that's the peak Mm. time uh the other times it might get a little bit difficult if you're at that elevation and also the the huts start closing down i think around october but it depends on what which areas you're in you're talking about two thousand meters and under then you can see yourself being in those huts until maybe the end of november and starting from late Mm. march so uh, depending on where you are in Japan, what kind of hiking you want to do. Like, for example, if you want to go to Tokyo and you, you're you in Tokyo and you want to do uh, an overnight hike, you can go to a hike that's uh, to Kumotori-san, which is the highest peak in the Tokyo metropolitan area within, you know, because, you know, it's like the 23 prefectures of Tokyo and then there's these metropolitan area kind of thing. It's still Tokyo. Mm. But it's Mm -mm. basically the wilderness. And so that area, I think that's 2,400 meters. And that has a heat, uh, a nice hut that uh, serves uh, breakfast. And I mean, I'm talking about 15 years ago. I'm not sure if it really does that anymore. But it's a a pretty nice hut. And there's actually a camping area outside. The camping where if you want to pitch a tent, then you're spending a lot less. You can spend under 1,000 yen to make a spot. Mm. So, uh, and if you have your own food, if you want to camp, if you want to pitch a tent and then get food from the kiosk inside, you can do that as well. So there, there's uh, different, different systems you can do. Is it easy for people who don't speak the language to find these online? Uh, there's uh, Lonely Planet has a hiking book. And that pretty much has every oh, online online. Uh, we're, online. We're actually I've, in an, a, a digital age now. Yeah, I know. Sorry, you've got phones like these things. Things called spot, yeah, definitely. You can easily find those types of things. You just like type in Northern Alps or Southern Alps, Japan, and you want to find huts, and you'll and find they cater. It. They cater to a foreign clientele. Uh, I don't know if they cater to them, but they will help you. I mean, if you're if you uh, mm. if you find yourself at the top of a mountain, they're not going to be like go away i mean they're gonna be like i'll take your money if you have it you know so uh that's that's so it's fine. best to be prepared with with money so yeah, yeah you how much money, money do you think that people should have just to be on the safe side but uh, if you want to go do an overnight hike and you're starting in tokyo well first if just from the beginning of the hike i'm not talking about transportation expenses i would have for uh, an overnight trip i would bring with me one thousand one 
sorry, 15,000 yen. It's 150 bucks. Yeah, 150 bucks just to be safe because the hut will cost you around uh, 8,000 yen and then you're down, then you're halfway, Mm. then your money's halfway gone. And right. you're, you're not okay. sure what the what kind of situation you're going to be in, so you want to have another, you know, spare eight thousand mm. yen just in case you need to stay another night, or if you or like find a yourself bear, a bear robbing you. Yeah, yeah, someone. Put your hands up. Yeah, give put your hands wallet. up. Give me your money. And if you don't have any money, they're just going to eat you. So you got to be. Do you, fi- do you find bears on the in the Alps? Uh, there's that more bears. Hokkaido? Yeah, the, there's bears. I, I think there's bears in the Alps. Um, I have. I, I've only been. But those to the are Alps black ones. bears, not not brown bears, right? The yeah. black bears are tame. I mean, they're not tame, but they're not going to eat you. Mm. The the risk isn't as high, right, as if yeah. you, if you're going camping in North America. Well, here's the thing: like I, I've been kind of somewhat researching this stuff for a while, but what I've basically found out is that when you're talking about bears, you're talking about more along the the situation of the bear rather than the type of bear. So what I mean by that is if the bear is hungry or if the mm. bear is angry. Mm. Uh, it, they're having a bad... Woke up on the wrong side of the, ro- the Well, cave. basically, if you get into a bear's like living quarters or if the bear has some cubs around and they feel like you're violating their space, that mm. that's a reason for them to attack you. Another mm. reason to attack you is if they're fucking hungry and they want to eat you. And so, how much of a wide berth do you give them? Uh, you want to try to stay far, far as far as you can. Just say ten meters. I would say more than that, man. I, I told you that time I went to uh, up to Shire Toko. Oh, that's right, in your tent. Uh, and I heard that heavy breathing, man. I was scared mm. shit. But you don't know if it was a bear. It could have been like just a drunk uh, fellow camper. I've never heard anyone breathe like that. <laughs> you don't know what the sounds people make when they're really drunk. Uh, <laughs> well, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't the out, know. The outdoors? Wait, now now the you're outdoors? making pronouncements you that I don't think you can actually say. Because I've had experiences with drunk people. Don't you worry. But yeah, um, not, in the out, not outdoors, though. Have you? Well, you're t- in a tent. Where you think there's like wild it, men it, running it, through the outdoors? the outdoors? Like, doesn't that heighten your senses, right? Being in the outdoors, where where uh, you don't have the distractions of modern life. So, aren't your senses extra attuned to sound and breathing? So maybe you could have just misconstrued that drunken guy outside your tent. I don't think it was a bear. I think you're just uh, exaggerating the the incident. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there's the huts that you um, that you can stay in in the Alps, and then also the lower level elevations where it's two thousand meters and under. And I've I've been to a lot of those different places, and some of them are free. Some of them you don't have to pay anything, uh, but those free huts don't really have any kiosks or anything. It's just a a place to stay for the shelter. Night. Yeah, shelter. It's basically mm. shelter. And some of them can get pretty rickety. And th- those, sometimes they can be as small as a, 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 you know, a small house, like the size right, of a convenience right. store or something like that. So, um, and, and they, they can be, you know, they're quite useful. I mean, it's pretty helpful to have those types of things there. Uh, through Kyushu, I stayed in a couple. I did a three-day hike in Kyushu. And I stayed a couple there. I went up to a mountain called Sobolsan, 
and then another mountain called Katamuki-san and on the same hike and I stayed at two places and camped with a tent on another night and um so the, the it was pretty it was pretty fun to do that and I camp I went camping by myself just solo camping and right, uh, right. so there there's that type of experience you can have where you you're hiking and you stay in these huts uh, at uh, you know at the under the 2000 meter level Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of beautiful scenery and there's all kind I mean, there's thousands of hikes and hundreds of huts that you can stay in all across Japan. And I have a variety of experiences in the outdoors. Right. Um, the, you know, the big ones, you know, Kamikochi is a really huge place I've never even been to. But Kamikochi is a huge nature area for Japanese people like. Kamikochi, when you Japanese people eat kamikochi, they, you know they think, okay, yeah, you like nature and stuff like that. So that's uh, that's a really big place, and you know, all over Honshu, the main island of Japan, uh, you know, there's so many places. Like I mentioned, Kumotori-san's good hiking spot, Okutama, Okutama is getting near Kumotori-san, and that's you know, there's lots of hiking and camping over there. Then moving into Takao region which is near tokyo there's some free camping sites there mm. so there's all there's all kinds of stuff that you can do but sometimes that's those, always good every yeah. time i think of camping i'm thinking why should i pay any money yeah. just going fucking outdoors right it, it's, but then you yeah. say yeah then you say yeah space is at a premium uh, right. which i understand but i'm like if there are places where you can go for free i thought that was the mainly the point isn't it yeah well it, it would like it would be nice if that were the point you know um you know there there's these there's camp in Japanese there's two terms for camp those types of campsites there's kampu jo which just means campsite and there's right. kampu tekichi and that just means camp lot like parking camp lot, lot. But camp lot and okay. camp camp lots are actually free and you don't need okay. uh any kind of reservation so mm. they're free you don't need a reservation but what that means is it's first come, first come, first serve. Right. So if you're now out at the crack of, ass crack of dawn to get your campsite, you might not be able to get a spot. Um, yeah. we might Just like a parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Like a parking lot. And there's no, there's no dividing lines between campers or anything. So mm, uh, we yeah. went to one just for a day, day camping. We got a new tent, so we took it out there and uh i mean the the space was not more than two acres and there must have been 20 or 30 tents set up Mm. you know so you're you're pretty close but you're also but also at the same time you really you know japanese people don't really get in your way and they keep to themselves mainly so it's not like uh an intrusive feeling even though there's a lot of people are there any restrictions on the size of tent? Uh, no, there aren't. So I can go out there. And I could just have like a the biggest tent I want. I could take you, as much space as I want. Yeah, you could. It, it's but I think that most people are coming with you know the three to four man size tent, or mm. if it's a bigger family, they might have like an eight man tent. But that's. Mm. Yeah, that's. Pretty I want to. I want to put up like a tarpaulin, you know, like or you know that blue sheets. Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. People have that maybe too. Set up something like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Definitely. There. There's that kind of uh, thing going on. And it's something yeah, a little outdoor rave. Get a little yeah. outdoor rave going. Oh yeah. Get your uh, disco ball out. <laughs> yeah. But it's you know it's really it's kind of like I, I think you might find it a contradiction, but. When you go to that kind of camping lot area, there, it's, you're you're near this nature and you have, there's a little stream. And even though there's so many people, you still feel like you're outdoors. You still feel kind of connected. And one of the really nice aspects of it is that you can actually set up a fire. Now, it, this is an important thing to know for people thinking about camping is that in most places in Japan, you cannot start a fire on the ground. So you cannot uh, get some rocks together and then make a clearing and then start a fire because uh, it, it could actually spread out or whatever. And there's just right. not enough space for it. And also it kind of ruins the look of the camp areas because yeah. you have all these scarred spaces. So right, most right. people buy their own fire pits. And mm. uh, there's some really uh, the most popular one is made by a company called Uniflame. And they have a kind okay. of it's kind of like a rectangular size thing, and it's yeah, it's all based. Its base is a tripod, and you put the thing mm. on top of it, and then you can put wood and shit on top of that. And is that what, oh, so that's what you got? Yeah, I got. That's what I bought recently. Mm. Uh, so that that's a pretty good one. But I mean, there's all kinds of freaking. I remember a while back. Yeah, you you're telling me about how you bought a new knife, who, mm-hmm. which you were very proud of mm-hmm. you're, you're very happy about this new new purchase yeah you, you couldn't wait to take for a test drive yeah and you wanted to make a fire so you had to buy all this different equipment to make your own fire yeah not a lighter but you, you went uh you found something else you found other yeah little knickknacks little accoutrement to yeah. Uh, yeah start fires and i think that's pretty fun i mean you know it, it it's the the idea of starting from a spark to make something Mm. That to me is, you know, fun. It's, uh, and you get this really thin ropey substance that catches fire right. easily from sparks. Yeah. But, uh, as we were talking a, a while back, you said, well, well, why don't you start from like just wood, you know, like yeah. get things out yeah. there. Like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I think that would be the <laughs> next step. Because if you're buying stuff to make it, then kind of, to me, it just seems like you're defeating the purpose of being outdoors. Surely you should be able to go from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if if it's a really true experience to me, I think mm-hmm. you should be able to re-derive like uh, you know f- starting fire from nothing as long mm-hmm. as it's dry, right? Yeah, it's not raining, but you know have like dry wood and then somehow fashion the necessary uh, tools to make your own fire. Yeah. Whereas you're buying stuff of Amazon, which is like a rope or <laughs> no, I, I didn't um, <laughs> a lot of, oh I'm sorry wherever what wherever you're buying I buy all these it, other yeah, yeah. well I can I can see your to, point to I'll, make it. I'll concede that that there there is there you you're still jumping through hoops in the the consumerism and that's a very big part of the camping world in Japan I mean I guess it's all over everything that you know when we were kids you went out to buy a lighter and maybe there were like you knew Bic lighter now, I'm sure if we went down a, a lighter rabbit hole, there'd be like this company and that company and that company. And they specialize in this and they specialize in that. It's like I I went to buy a headlamp, just, you know, a simple headlamp. And mm. I was like, there's like 40 different companies that make headlamps. Wow. And they all have their own special feature. And they all have like these special language that they go through. Everything 
<laughs> it's it's not it's not simple because then you feel like well did I get the right one I don't know if I got the right one because there's 39 other brands that are selling their own special thing that have their own unique feature and each company has 40 different types of of headlamp it's like what the fuck it's like a it's it's crazy knives I, I mean I don't know much about knives but like there's like this knife company and that knife company and this knife company. This knife is like uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, this knife is really good for uh, uh, feathering and this one's good for firecraft and this one is like, uh, it's like so much shit. It's amazing how much crap there is that you can get lost in. Oh, but okay. Right. So I, I just want to say, I want to tell you a company name that I think you would enjoy. And I hope that okay. you enjoy it. Yeah. So the most famous Japanese uh, camping brand, and maybe you've seen this before, is called Captain Stag. S-T-A-G? Yes. Would this name be renowned throughout the world? Like, do you think American campers would be familiar with this brand? I've never heard this name before. Okay, I'm taking a look at the website. Uh, it's only in Japanese. There is no English, uh, at least yeah. on my uh, web browser. Oh, wow. I think I have seen that before in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, they sell them in, like, in uh, all kinds of home centers and big, uh, even, like, uh, kind of supermarket slash department store type places. They'll sell the stuff. But uh, I love the, uh, the they, they have a lot of great stuff, actually, uh, for affordable prices. They make mm -hmm. a lot of really good stuff. And the, the, um, some of the old uh, symbols that they use right now, it's like a, G, a deer with, with antlers. But before, yeah. they had all these wild things. And the, their, uh, their corporate web page has a lot of misspellings that are pretty fun to read. Um, but... Um, like historical items historical is spelled with a y <laughs> it's okay like, i yeah. mean it's just kind of fun but um yeah so they make all kinds of great uh camping uh stuff like including like the uh, fire pits and uh and, and i mean just all kinds of different stuff uh that yeah. are, are, are really helpful and affordable that's the the key for it is affordable All stuff right. so if you're coming to japan and you want to do have a good camping experience but you don't want to spend a lot of money you should really look to the the captain stag brand the captain stag mm. brand is really dedicated towards making kind of interesting innovative stuff that's affordable at the same time mm -hmm. i bought a, a lantern the of the, camping yeah, yeah, I think I would call it that. It definitely. I bought a lantern the other day, and it had it's like a a two part lantern. Like, you there's a top part and a bottom part, and if you unscrew the top part, you can use that as a small lamp to hang in your tent. And then, there, if you unscrew the bottom of the lantern, a little top part comes out, and you can place that plastic lid on top of it so insects don't get inside the lamp itself so it's like all of these weird little things that you would never have thought of it's very you know what it's an incredibly japanese innovative company i would i would say like there's all these little things that they do that i, I don't think other countries companies would come up with 
it's kind of a really interesting but the name stag i mean stag party is like a stripper party you know it's like yeah that's yeah. what it that's what a, i don't know in Mar american parlance it would mean what is it mm. for you when you hear the word stag what is what has come up with you yeah yeah similar yeah um, but uh also the animal i guess uh -huh. yeah the animal what what's the animal actually i don't know isn't it adult male red deer oh okay <laughs> there you go so <laughs> you're the one who uh doesn't like nature i'm the one professing nature and you're the one who knows that more than nature. you're always looking at trees you're not looking yeah, yeah at i'm the, not looking at the animals <laughs> the things under the trees yeah yeah a stag so if, if you're coming to japan and you love camping then where where, where would you suggest that they start Okay. Uh, so obviously, you've already mentioned camp lot, and then mm -hmm. there's the camp. What? What was the other one? Campsite. Campsite and camp yeah. lot. So there's and those basically. So those basically are places where you really need to have a car off most of the time to get to the, those spaces. Mm. So if you don't have a car, then and you're coming to Japan uh, for a short time, then you can. Or if you're here for the long term, make sure you get a driver's license and and drive to these places. I, I what if you don't have a driver's license? Then, if you have, if you don't have a driver's license, you can get an international driver's license if you have a license. Well, in your why, home why do you need to have a car? Why can't you just take a train somewhere, like with a backpack? You know, you like those hikers. Yeah, you with can big do backpacks. that. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, with these campsites and these uh, camping lots, most of them aren't really conveniently located along transportation lines it would be really and it would take you an extra long time to get there but what's wrong with hiking from the station because for example the place that i went to a few weeks ago or a month ago to to the camping lot area from the station the train station to that camp lot is like 15 kilometers yeah but people can like walk that like with their backpacks if they're used to hiking that's nothing Okay. So, it reminds me of like you know when you're like trying to make a fire mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you you're like taking the opposite view of um you know oh oh you know what you know I've got to, I, I've got to get this this rope I've got to get this in order to make a fire and I'm saying like I oh, just just use a lighter. It's like no 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 you don't understand. No no no. There's other things I need in order to make a fire. Whereas you're suggesting like a lighter for people, get a license, get a driver's <laughs> license, <laughs> so get, get a car and then go to the campsite. I'm thinking, no, well, it should be like a real experience. Shouldn't you just like walk somewhere with your big backpack without having to get into any kind of transportation or maybe uh, a train at the very well, uh, it at depends the most? On what, I mean, you're, you're, we're, we're t I think we're, we're having at a, we're at a cross lines here because what I'm thinking of is if you're camping with more than one person, you're going to have a big tent. Big tents can be 10 kilo, more than 10 kilograms. Also, you, I was talking about a fire pit. That's another four kilograms. Then you're talking about your clothes, and you're talking about all the uh, all the items that you need. By the time you fill up your pack and you have everything that you need, you could be weighed down 40 or 50 kilograms. And then you're going to oh, walk wow. 10 kilometers, 10, 15 kilometers. I mean, that would be really, really hard. By the time you get to your site, you wouldn't even have enough energy to do anything else but sit down. So I, that's what I'm like. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like the amount of stuff that you know you you end up bringing can be quite a lot. Like, so if you are a minimalist solo hiker, which I've done that kind of stuff. I mean, I've walked in Kyushu. I've walked 
four hours to the next thing I need to go to. Mm. I've walked five or six hours in one direction. You know, mm. that's so what I was thinking of. That, that that's that but that's the solo independent hiker that's not what, what i'm thinking of is like oh you're with a bunch of friends and you want to go camping and you have this giant tent but so why <laughs> what's wrong like with a like a listener who's independent and individual who wants to come in japan and go camping by themselves you're looking well, at it from like a that. group of people coming over yeah, both. So both, right? I mean, okay. So you're yeah, suggesting if you come exist. over as a group, then uh, get on a get a car, have a driver's license to have like a optimal experience. Whereas if right. you're single, if you're minimalist, then it's doable. You don't. Um, yeah, I mean, but you, yeah, would, it's fine. you would still but suggest they have a car. Of, if for okay, so I've done both, and okay. when uh, so. When you when you don't have a car, you can get to different sites, and if you have lots of time, then you can you can take the bus to some random place, and you can your life is according to the the bus schedule, and your life is according to how how much time it takes you to get from point A to point B on foot. If you have that kind of time, and you are a minimalist type of person, then you can, you know, get off the station, get out of the station, look at the map, and then walk to the the campsite. But if, let's say, you're on a two-week vacation in Japan, and you don't have a lot of time, and you want to go camping with your friends, and you've got this big tent, it can be quite cumbersome to bring all this kind of stuff on a on a train and then lug it onto a bus it can be really really uh, problematic because you 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 can't feel comfortable at any point when you're when you're moving about but if you have a car you can just stuff it in the back of your car and then get to a point and then go and have your camping experience mm. so what you're saying is perfectly valid and i've, I've done well i things. think where we got caught but up is also, that we, we you were thinking that Many of our listeners are coming here in groups where I was thinking that many of our listeners may be individuals coming here by themselves. And there's a, there's a mix, but yeah. I'd be willing to bet that there'd be more individuals. Whereas you're thinking that it's probably going to be the majority okay, of groups. Okay, I mean, I, I, I can't really, I, I don't know which, which way it would go, but when you're thinking about like a campsite, like a, a, when people are going to a campsite versus going to a hiking place, I think campsite. I think families. I think groups. I think uh, okay. Uh, I see. You know, husband and wife, girlfriend. Okay, boyfriend. that's where we that, miss each other. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah that's where yeah. we miss each other. Okay, I think that's really uh, and you know I you know I had this the final thing I, I maybe could we move on to another thing I, of we're, course we get it we I think we're uh, let's move on to another thing I want to mention something called the uh, what's it called here. It's called the Solo Japan Solo uh, Association, Solo Camp Association. It's the the Hon Tandoku Noe Kyokai, and this was a site set up for people who are interested in solo camping in Japan. Okay, a- yeah. And the 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 originator, the founder of this uh, foundation. He developed this because uh, through the bubble period, he was very busy and he saw all kinds of different people very busy. And then the bubble burst, you know, in the early 90s and then he didn't know what to do with his life. But he thought about his childhood and he thought about how fun it was to go on camping excursions and things like that. 
but he felt uh, so he started to do solo camping right what you're saying right he'd get his backpack on yeah. he'd put yeah. his tent in his backpack and he would go to different places now some of these solo campers you can see some on youtube they don't even have really a tent they'll just have like a three-sided you know a tarp that they'll hang on a tree and then one side mm-hmm. is completely open and a little mat with a sleeping bag. Like that's what we're talking wow. about. Like minimalist, yeah. like that kind yeah. of minimalist kind of exists as well. And the, the that was one reason why he started this uh, association. The second reason was he noticed that people weren't taking care of campsites all that well. So he wanted to create events where people could get together and kind of clean up these the countryside area where campsites are. So you go out you pick up trash, get it nice and clean so that it's a place where people will actually want to experience nature because there's a lot of talk about uh, closing down campsite areas because of the the trash that was left at these places. We think of Japan as, I think we start off with thinking of Japan as being a very clean and neat society, but sometimes uh, people are not, not very thoughtful. It's not always the case that people are thoughtful. So this is uh, two of the reasons why he he wanted to start this thing. So there are all kinds of people coming together and then they form a little bit of a network. It's kind of a, a contradiction in terms, right? But it, he, he wants people to know about different places they can go and how you should uh, take care of yourself. Now, he has a section. I, I know I'm blabbering on here. But um, That's all right. he has a section on his website about things you should have while camping. Okay, so now the list is incredibly extensive. The amount of stuff. So, all right. So t- tell me to stop when, when I've uh, gone too far. Okay. So he says a tent, of course. Then you need stop. a... Okay, that's it. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Go, go, oh, okay. go on, go on. All right, then he says you need a cord, uh, like a rope, okay, uh, of yep. some sort. Yeah, that uh, sounds you need Pegs and hammers, of course. A mat. Even I know that. Yeah. Sleeping bag. Yes. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the same uh, page. Yep. Uh, a a, uh, a something called a beetle, which a pillow, like a oh, pillow, pillow. Yeah, pillow. Yeah, <laughs> it's too small. I'm going to expand it a little okay. bit. Uh, there we go. Oh, yes, yes, pillow. And a cooker, a okay. cup. Yep, a, of course. A, a spoon, a fork. And a, and a plate and a bowl. Yes, and a table. Does, does he talk about the material of the plate and bowl? Uh, uh, like, uh, not really. There's Obviously not ceramic, like tin. Tin, yeah. Uh, aluminum that type that's of titanium one, is very popular type. oh titanium oh yeah. that's a good one yeah yeah knife of course a burner what about a fishing rod uh does not say a fishing rod but okay. uh some lighter fluid okay leather what gloves. about that um, mechanism to purify water uh what about that would those be a good thing to have to, yeah right yeah, or those tablets that you put in to uh, help your stomach um, right. with anything that's a little off. Yeah, that's off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like some medication, but, right? Wouldn't that yeah. be good? Like antibiotics. Yeah, you need first aid. First kit. aid kit. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so, let's um, see here. Cocaine. 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 Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's on the right track. Yeah. Uh, and a Takibi Dai fire pit. Um, and okay. a, a what do you mean? What, what, does it, what is that? A fire pit. Fi- I was talking oh. about that before. Yeah, like a a, a, a portable fire pit. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I thought you made like because you can make you can make a fire pit right with a with a shovel. Oh, yeah, a shovel. How about a shovel? Yeah, you can have a I know, shovel. I know. But you remember, said you're not allowed. Mentioned... I, you said you're not allowed to. You're not allowed yeah, to make it. Make that's it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to be careful about that. Then um, yeah. a lantern. Okay. What about a torch? Uh. Well. Yeah. That a lantern. Yeah. It doesn't really say torch, but it says headlamp. So a lantern and a headlamp. Instead wow. of a torch. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Okay. Then a. Oh yeah, first aid kit. Uh, paper, like toilet paper, kitchen paper. Oh, okay. Insect repellent. Right. Sunblock. Okay. How about moisturizer? Uh, no moisturizer on this list, but oh, maybe we well, should add it to planning. it. He, here's what. Here's one. Food. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Food. Yeah, food. okay. Yeah. Does he specify the type of food? No, just food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that at the, so that's like near the bottom. Yeah. Where, yeah. How, was it no, it's not. It's in the food. middle. The middle of this oh, list. In the middle. Okay. Okay, what else? So you need okay water next well, one. Right? After food in the middle of this list is water. Okay, good. All right. Okay. A, a cell phone. Okay. Okay. A mobile battery. All right. A solar. He doesn't understand what smartphones type. are that you can't really replace batteries in a yeah. smartphone, but whatever. Uh, oh, how about a solar charger? Yeah, that's what it has right next to it. Solar charger. Oh, okay, great. A hat. Okay, what kind of hat? Fedora. Um, fedora. Uh, not a fedora. Or a baseball cap. Baseball uh, cap. Like a cap, like a cap, or something to block the sun. Uh, and also something that goes in the back of your head that kind of can keep oh, the bugs away. Shields your neck. Yeah, shields oh, your neck. Oh, okay. Oh, what about yeah. like a cork corkscrews, like in Australia? They got those hats with the corkscrews. Oh, okay. Dangling, dangling from the rim. Right, right, right. I'm not familiar, but uh, I'll I'll, get, I'll take your word on it. Um, a poncho. Oh wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. So that look cool. Uh, how about a chair? Oh, a chair's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. A cooler box. Okay. How about a bed? <laughs> uh, a bed. We'll add that to the list. And right. something called a nokogiri. I don't know what that is. Nokogiri. Nokogiri. A saw. Oh, okay. A yeah. saw. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, a, how about like a toolbox? Or like a like a toolkit <laughs> with like spanners, like yeah, a yeah, wrench. Yeah. Yeah, ranch. <laughs> Alan Ranch, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And it says here tarp and poles, wet tissue, a Oh, a, of course I got wet tissue. Yep. A giant Ooh. pot for cooking stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that that's yep. the list. Now now this is the list that he says that you should do for solo camping. Okay. <laughs> so when you're thinking like when we, we discussed earlier that you said, why don't you just walk from the station 15 kilometers? Touche. I understand now. Thank you for enlightening me. It's not such a good idea, is it? Or you bring a fucking pot and a chair. A fucking <laughs> like a cast iron skillet. Cast iron skillet. 
<laughs> you want to carry that around for 15 kilometers? <laughs> you get your squats in for the next 45 days. Like, uh, and you got the wet tissues there as yeah. well. You need your wet tissues. And you, you, you can't leave without your wet tissues. Even I know that as an OCD sufferer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go camping. Uh, no. Well, Be that as it may, he does on his website. He does have videos of him going to Okutama, leaving the station, and walking to campsites. Well, so, there you go. Yeah. So well, maybe he, he's got like really miniature seats and like little. Oh little yeah. Pots. You, I mean, you don't, you don't know what kind tiny. of items he's carrying. It yeah. sounds big to us, but he's probably yeah. got miniature ones. But is this, no a, matter, is this guy like a dwarf? Like a miniature? <laughs> is he like? like a, a is he small? He's a hobbit. He's a, he's a small person. Uh, but no matter how small you get, because they, they like actually Barbie, do make... Barbie doll like utensils. <laughs> they, they do have fire pits that can fit in the ha- in your hand. Like oh, that wow. So, oh, so really you can like make a, make a fire while walking. Yeah, you can make <laughs> a hand. fire while you're walking. <laughs> you can be but mobile. You burn your a mobile fire. <laughs> the, the fire pits are made of metal. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what gloves are for. You get special you know, gloves. leather gloves. You got yeah, the leather, leather gloves. gloves. Yeah. Walk around with the fire <laughs> in your hand. So, yeah, all that stuff, you know, a lot of the stuff can be compact, but no matter how compact it is, if you're with someone else, man. That's a slush. yeah, that is an ordeal. But you yeah. just gotta you gotta share the load, like Sam and Frodo. Yeah, they did. They sent. They didn't have half the shit on this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't even. Have and they were going shoes. to fucking Mordor. <laughs> they were going to fucking Mordor. They wouldn't fucking carry like half the shit that this guy's fucking asking asking yeah. to carry. <laughs> so. Uh, and that's the from the Solo Camp Association of Japan. Wow. The minimal amount of Fuck and no. what's funny at the list at this is for Natsu for for uh, summer, and it says the items excluding clothing, so not even including the clothes that you should. Oh bring. right! Oh fuck! I so, forgot about clothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got food and water, but fuck, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. Fuck. Yeah. I don't have a clean shirt. Fuck. Yeah, yeah so there's All a right. lot of stuff involved in, in the whole camping experience. Which good point to your point, like, then why even go outside at all? Because you have everything <laughs> in your house <laughs> <Yeah>. already. <laughs> You're just taking shit, like, from you and going outside in the wilderness, <laughs> sitting next to someone. Instead of being in a hotel, there are no walls separating you from other people. Yeah. <laughs> Be that, that as it may, like I will terrible. go camping that in the sucks. summer once this stupid pandemic finishes. Well, good uh, luck to you. Uh, I hope you have fun. Yep. And uh, I'll be indoors and uh, mm. wishing you the best of luck. And be careful of bears because we you didn't really t- we we kind of like went past it, but there have been wild bear attacks. Did you know about that? No, tell me about these. What what's been happening? There's a death the of a man. He was attacked oh. by bears, uh, oh. like a, like one bear. Uh-huh. Uh, in Kushiro City in Hokkaido. Ugh. This was in uh, uh, April 16th. Okay. So, so there has been a increase, influx of uh, bear attacks, mm-hmm. a spate of bear attacks, which one expert says is uh, not only due to a poor, poor acorn harvest, but mm-hmm. a new generation of the animals that are un- unafraid of humans. Mm. So the when you're going generation. camping, be careful. Some bears, bears 2.0. Yeah. I mean, I've told you about the, you know, the bear videos. Jesus Christ. There's gonna, like, what, what, what was it? What was the uh, exclamation? Away bear. What was it? Go bear. <laughs> hey bear. 
Hey bear. <laughs> I wasn't even close. Hey bear. Hey bear. That's nuts. I mean, I, I think, you know, whether or not the bear, there was actual bear outside of my tent in Shire Toko that one night. I mean, I knew, I know what I would do if there was a bear. Oh, I was only, I was only joking. I, I know, I know, but, if you think, but I, I would, was I know a real bear. <laughs> if you think it was I a real bear, then it's a real bear. <laughs> Not, I know I'm what I would to, do. Let's go back into our NPR voices. <laughs> I am not going your to. Space and I am not going to doubt your lived. Your lived experience means a lot to me. I, I accept. You had this experience. Yes. And this is your lived experience, and I cannot, under any circumstance, doubt yes. your lived experience. I appreciate that you accept the words that I have given you, that express my thoughts on my own experiences, and I would say that. I would have to listen to your side and question whether or not it was an actual bear. But in the case that it was a real bear, I do feel as though I know exactly how I would. I would react in a bear situation. And this is how I would do it. I would piss my pants and cry. 